Welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week, we're going back to the start of the fucking 90s. I was born. Wow. The year that the most important, two important things happened in that year. Sydney was born. And the movie Tremors was released. The movie Tremors was also born. Yeah. Yeah. The most important gift, the two greatest gifts. You, Tremors, it, 1990. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't forget that one. There was a lot going on. Wow, so much happening. Busy. How did anybody get anything done? Seriously, I don't know how anyone had any time for work when they were celebrating these majestic presences in the universe occasions yeah truly truly momentous um but yes this week we are doing tremors which is a movie that is so stupid but it is a movie that (laughs) i love so much it is so so special to me um because it's just the right amount of dumb and it has reba sorry kevin bacon it's not about you it's about reba it's about reba Here's the thing. The reason this movie is the greatest movie of all time, possibly, is because this is Reba's, like, first acting gig. So without Trimmers, we wouldn't have Reba the series. A single mom who worked too hard to love the kids kids and never stops when none of fans in the heart of a fighter. Gentle hands? Is that what it is? It is. Yeah. That's one of my Instagram captions. I was like, it felt, it felt weird to say gentle hands but like her I, hands are gentle what can we hands say are gentle i mean if we're talking about reba she Here's does have very gentle that's hands i know shit. that about her i know that to be mm-hmm. true reba <laughs> was ahead of the curve with the gentle parenting because wow gentle hands. <laughs> incredible she left behind the tropes that we spoke about when we talked about the black phone where Everybody was spanking the shit out of their kids. She has gentle hands. <laughs> Although you'd think they'd be calloused and hardworking with her two jobs, especially a they could be, like her. They could be but calloused, but they could still have a gentle touch. It doesn't mean That's true. It's not talking about to be the softness. Exclusive. You're so right. I yeah. apologize. I she retract my previous. It's got range. Here. That's true. <laughs> Let me just read you the description of this movie, a la IMDb. Tremors is a 1990s film starring Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Doesn't say that. Documenting her journey as she becomes a giant worm that terrorizes a town of perfection, Nevada, um, and eats everyone that she sees. No, that's not true. I made that up. But oh, didn't I was like, sound like it was true. About? I said it. I at first it sounded like it might have been true, but then I kind of lost the thread. That's that description really yeah. said 
uh, if Reba came to you and was like, if I turn into a giant worm, would you still love me? And the yes, answer is Reba. yes, of Anything course, Reba. For you, Reba. <laughs> if it's Reba, the answer is yes. That yes, the answer is yes. And if also this movie me. was about Reba being a worm, yes, and also you, Sydney. I would still love you if you were a big worm. Um if this movie was about Reba turning into a worm, it would have won an Oscar. Just saying. Okay. All right. Anyway, here's the actual description. This metamorphosis, but it's Reba turning into a giant sandworm. Yeah, like fuck you, Jeff Goldblum with the fly. It's about Classic Reba literature. turning into the giant worm. Okay. Um, David Cronenberg, here's a little idea for you. You could still do this now. Reba is alive. She's hot. She's ready. Forget <laughs> crimes of the future. <laughs> Bring on. I don't even know. I don't even know what to call it. The Untitled worm. Reba Worm Project. No, it's called Untitled. Would You Still Love Me If I Was a Worm? <laughs> Perfect. Wordy, but like good. Um, okay, here's the actual description. We're, here we are. Natives of a small, isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures, which are killing them one by one. Very straightforward and accurate. That's Can't such an that interesting. It's a super interesting description to me, though, because um, it does kind of give a decent amount away in the sense that they wanted there to be a lot more mystery. Well, IMDb trivia tells me that they wanted there to be a lot more mystery in this movie and they wanted it to seem like a human serial killer at first before they reveal the worm. And then they were like, no, no, no. We're going to advertise this as a monster movie. Um, You guys got to get over it. And they went back and they like added in some of the early monster deaths, like the old guy on the farm who gets like sucked in and stuff like that um they added those in later to like sort of build suspense but also be like yeah it's it's monsters but like edgar yeah. up the the power pole thing um and the the construction workers was like supposed to be super mysterious initially i think that marketing it as a monster movie was the way way to go but the thing is it didn't fucking work this movie Kate on the weekend that it came out it came in fifth for the box office um so no hype on the first weekend and then no hype came after that but it really got its cult following when it went to VHS finally and then everyone was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. big worm uh-huh Kevin Bacon yeah huh Reba yeah Reba yeah, yeah this like, was you know- when Kevin Bacon was he was like considering himself in his flop era this movie kevin bacon's flop era okay that's something that i wanted to bring up i was talking to to y'all about this briefly yesterday but like is kevin bacon hot in this or is he not hot in this it's hard to say thoughts he is trailer park hot in this movie yeah at the beginning i was like not hot and then i was like growing on me and then thought very hot by the end but it was it was a journey not the impression I got from you yesterday I thought you were like boo all around no 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 by the end I was like I like him now because I've gotten to know him but he was Mm -hmm. a grower not a shower in my opinion (laughs) for this one Um, personality wise personality wise well just like the whole vibe I was like I always I don't know I think he's one of those those people who's uh He's hotter now that he's older. Just saying. Good for him. Here's the thing. I think 
I would have been into him in this movie, and I know his character would have been into me because he wanted a blonde mm-hmm. with like big tits and an ass that wouldn't quit and green eyes and legs that can go all the way and up. Legs all the way up. That, that is oh, yeah. me. That is <laughs> so <laughs> you. I just want to say that this movie came out before that I was born and they manifested, it manifested you. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was 100% manifesting in the car. That's exactly what he was doing when they were driving over to meet the new grad student. Like, little did he know. Yeah. It wasn't Rhonda, but in fact, later that year, I Mm. would be born. And here we are now. It's full circle, baby. That is so wonderful that this movie made your life come into existence. You know, that's so wonderful. That's so beautiful. When did this movie come out? In. It came out in the winter of 1990, actually. That's another reason why it flopped late time. Because it is a, mm, I don't know. It was sometime in the winter. Could have been December. Could have been January. Could have been February. (laughs) A lot of options. A lot of options. (laughs) Okay, so this movie was released on January 19th. And since I'm in October, that is maybe, approximately nine I was conceived uh, <laughs> around Valentine's Day. Did your parents watch this on VHS and then they're like, yeah? <laughs> maybe they happened? were only in the theaters. I mean, have you asked? But Text Mark right now. <laughs> Mark. Did you see Tremors and were you inspired to go home and make a blonde baby who would grow up to be super hot? Right. That's really beautiful. It's really beautiful, Sydney. I'm so happy to hear that. I think one for one, one of the big big marketing issues that they had here was that they the poster says Kevin Bacon on it, but it should have said Reba McIntyre. That was the first issue. It should have just said Reba across the top. We didn't even need the last name. Um, the other issue that I have with the poster, just because I'm looking at it right now, I hate it when posters do this. That's not what the worm looks like. The worm doesn't Mm. look like that. The worm doesn't have a Tyrannosaurus Rex's teeth. It does not. It doesn't even have teeth. It's got that weird beak and then it's got snake tongues. I just, well, it it pisses me off. The original design for the worm apparently was, I think, probably something a lot closer to this poster. And I, but didn't it look too phallic? And so yeah, like, it was something like <laughs> it was gonna have like a hard exterior underground and then like come out slimy and soft at the top of it. Dear God. And then people were making a lot of foreskin comparisons. Um, and they said, we have to dish this is too silly. This is too silly of an idea. They had to go back to the drawing. We gotta board. make this more serious right away. Let's give it snake tongues instead. Yeah. I Well, okay. The snake t- tongues were good as like a narrative device too, because it made them all think that the worms were way smaller at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought that was, that was fun. And also, yeah, no, it's a clear reference to alien, you know, that's what it is. Um, but okay. This movie, this movie. Can we talk core, about yes, somebody please. who is, so we've talked about Reba We've talked mm-hmm. about Kevin Bacon, but I want to give a shine to Fred Ward, who plays Earl Fred, in this movie. May he I, I really thought he was going to go. But do you want to know what other famous Earl that this man has played? No. Earl Smooter in Sweet Home Alabama. Oh. Reese Sweet Witherspoon's home. dad. 
I thought that you're going to say Earl goodbye. in the music yeah. video for <laughs> goodbye Earl by the chicks. That's why I and thought he was no. going to die because Earl had to die. You know what I mean? Um, but and this I just Earl is very nice. This Earl also- is very nice, but the lyric mm-hmm. stance, Monica. I know, but this became, this came out before the lyric, you know what I mean? That is true. (laughs) Hmm. It was before Earl's went all wrong. (laughs) Interesting point. I'm also very sexually attracted to Earl in this movie too. He's so hot. And they never really acknowledged how hot he was in context of the film. And I thought that was a mistake. I thought it was a mistake too, but Fred Ward just died like about a month and a half ago. And so like a lot of people were talking about this movie and his legacy and like this movie fucking slaps like this is a cult classic. This is a B movie classic. So thank you, Fred Ward, because this is the movie that convinced Adam to start watching horror films. And that's because of you, Fred and Reba. But we're talking about Fred right now. And mainly because of how hot Earl was, I assume. No, yeah, it really was inspiring I to Adam. See so Earl pour one out like, for Fred Ward. Adam's vibe too. <laughs> He's just here. Here's the thing. He's such you know a who, man. Who Fred Ward's vibe is perfect for? I mean, aka Earl Bassett, his character, Valentine McKee, because this is could very quickly be a beautiful love story between two men. And instead, this could be the call me by your name of 1990. Um, but instead, but instead they put put in that fucking half-assed romance. Rhonda. Rhonda, okay. Like, the romance with Rhonda. Well, it, it wasn't just, supposed to be there. Originally. Yeah, it wasn't. That's why the like, audience like wanted it. So they added it in. Yeah, like Valentine and Earl were supposed to drive off into the sunset together. Gay, like the way it should be. Everything between them was very gay, yes. But then they put in that makeout with Rhonda at the end. I mean, I like him like becoming a person who doesn't Sorry, Sydney, you are you are the perfect woman, but I there are other brunettes in the world. And so I'm glad that he was like, I'll broaden my type, you know? Smart girls. With curly hair, cool too. <laughs> Not everybody can have me. They can want me. Not everybody can handle it. Me, okay. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, only one of, of you to go around. Here's the thing: that hot to crazy ratio skill is a thing. Hot to crazy ratio. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, do you not know the hot to crazy ratio? No, I know it because I watched How I Met Your Mother, but I don't know that I condone it. I'm not. Like, I do think there's a lot more people are willing to put up with if you're super hot. That is true. That is true. Because you know who doesn't love a hot eating grin on Sydney's face. If only you could see it. <laughs> and you can if you go to our social media. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. But I really, I really love like even before this turns into a horror movie and it's just a comedy at the beginning. Um, I really love the beginning of this movie because it just sets up like Valentine and Earl's like day to day life that they're their just life like, partnership, their life partners doing like shitty jobs in the middle of nowhere and this town called Perfection that literally only has fourteen people. So they only Me have and my four- thirteen friends. Yeah, straight up, they only have 12 people who can give them jobs. And that's like what they do is is whatever for all these people. And they're fucking fed up. 
Um, and, and I, I think they do a really good job of setting up their rapport right away. But, um, I have to say that if I got covered in liquid shit from a septic tank, that would also be my breaking point. I mean, I just put it out yeah. there now, yeah. you know, I would, be uh, done. but it's just, it's just so funny that like, I just love the way the pacing, the comedic pacing of the beginning where like they just keep trying to get out and they keep hitting all these roadblocks and but they still keep just trying to get out and they still can't fucking get out. And then the fucking road is closed. So they're really screwed. Um, but they're such good boys still because like even though they're trying to change their whole lives, they're like, you know, the old drunk guy is up on the phone pole. We can't really leave him there. And I respect them for that. They put their own things aside to help this poor man, but he's dead. <laughs> Will they stay for a free beer and build a pottery studio? No, that's a big ask. But will they save a life? Absolutely. Edgar! I do think um, that I love an OT3, personally. Um, and so I think there is room to go back to a little bit early. I think there's room for them to be life partners in a homosexual way and also for there to be Rhonda romance because I felt vibes for her and Earl as well. And I liked that, Ooh. that he kept being like, pardon my French around her. And then at the end, when she curses, she's like, pardon my French to him. Cause they're like, you know, they're disrupting gender norms a little bit. They're both trying to be polite around each other, not because of gender, because it is nice to be polite. Yeah, I guess it's nice to be polite, but I like cursing most. I like that the most they did curse phrase they just go, in this me. entire film is son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> that is the catchphrase. This movie was supposed to be rated R and then they dropped it down to PG-13 because they like took out a bunch of cursing. But Which was really obvious when they said Mother Humper. Humper. Yes. Come on. What? Come I on. totally missed that. That's so weird. I had to do a double take. And it wasn't and until like, the second time I watched it. I was like, what did they just say? Because the first Mother time I watched Humper. it, I realized why I, like, I had to watch this movie three times. And the first time I was like, <laughs> why can I not? focus why am I not getting anything I realized my subtitles were off so oh like, that'll do it I was like I don't know anything that's going on right now like <laughs> and then I rewatched it I was like there's a pole vaulting scene in this movie that I don't remember <laughs> like the pole vaulting best, actually is fantastic but also it got shit on in this article I was reading by Collider they're like the whole like movie is wonderful except for the pole vaulting scene and they don't say anything more about it and i'm like why the pole vaulting, vaulting scene, scene is, is fun lovely. and original and unique and in, in, innovative and um maybe they're trying to say there. it that's didn't enough. make sense but no it maybe made that's sense. true but i think it makes perfect sense and i think it's i wonderful. guess i don't see why the worm would not go for the bottom of the pole at all but also they'd have to move really fast yeah I think it makes sense and I think it's great and fuck you whoever disagrees. I couldn't You agree mother more. humper. You mother humper. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean this is really like an ensemble effort. I saw a another thing referring to this movie as like the great like the 
other great like family horror movie besides Gremlins? And I was like, okay, I love putting it in the same category as Gremlins because it does have that same level of insanity or the same like vibe of insanity. I wouldn't say the same level of insanity. Gremlins, it, Gremlins is much more insane. Especially I would say this one is Gremlins more too. family friendly because the first Gremlins is like Santa Claus isn't real and my dad died in the chimney. I agree. I just, Which I, is I, sad. I, thought, I know. I, I agree that I think this one is definitely better, even though they say son of a bitch 3000 times. Like I'd rather that than being like, yeah, Santa's not real and dad's dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think this movie might technically have a higher body count than Gremlins, but I also feel so many people survived um, that it feels lower vibes wise. Yeah, a lot of people survived, which is good, which is really, really good. Um, we like it when people are alive, but I also love to see some cool deaths. deaths. And we don't really well, get to see a lot of deaths, but there are some really, really fun ones in this one. Like, yeah, for, I I really loved the scene with the couple um, uh-huh. who were out living their best life with their RV um, and they get fucked over. I mean- I was really mad at the husband because I was like, if the generator sinketh into the ground, like we just like, that's not good. At the very best scenario, there is a sinkhole right there. Like, what are you going to do? Like, or there's quicksand. I don't know where, I don't know if there can be quicksand in the desert. I'm not a quicksand expert, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to test fate. That shit's terrifying. I don't know enough about the desert to know that there's not quicksand. You know what I mean? Especially the doctor and his wife, they just moved there. Like, let's learn more. Not not being so confident that we're experts in ecology or whatever. Um, And it just felt so man of him to be like, no, I'm going to stand right here and continue to think little thoughts in my head instead of getting to safety. He was so committed to having the answer um that he forgot about self-preservation entirely he do be dying I was really hoping for a scene um and I think this is a missed opportunity when someone was like sinking into the ground and they were trying to pull them out and then like part of them came out of the ground because the rest of them been eaten I think that would have been a fun and more horrifying thing for them to add but I guess this was a family friendly monster movie yeah not super gory that would have been fun though, for sure. That, that said, good. in that same scene, I loved watching the car sink underground with the wife in it. Yes, which is interesting. Because she put, turned the fucking radio on by accident. Ah, oh, what terrible. song? That was such a great scene. Did you hear what song was playing when she was going down? Because yeah, IMDb trivia told me it was a Reba song, but when, it was definitely a Tanya Tucker song when I was watching. And then I checked the credits and it was also Tanya Tucker. And then I was like, I wonder oh, if like lied. for rights wise at some point the song was swapped out once they like, if the rights expired after 10 years or whatever. And it was, I don't know. What if it had been fancy? <laughs> that would have been one less fancy down. <laughs> It should have been I, fancy. That song. I said the wrong slaps. words, but pretend that song slaps I, the vibes so hard. Right. Um, See, but we yeah, knew that, that Reba could act because of that music video. We knew. It was we her knew. one chance. 
don't let her down um but apparently that scene that the doctor's wife's death scene was supposed to be different originally and it was going to be like longer and she's supposed to like kick out the front windshield and like try and climb out to safety um but then they couldn't get like the sucky thing underneath the car to work right and then eventually they were just like losing the light and they had to go with what they had I think it was effective I also I loved really it loved... I loved seeing the spotlight in the night and then it just like fade away from the yeah, headlights and, pointing straight up and at that point we hadn't we hadn't seen the worm yet right so we didn't know like what its mouth be like and all that shit so like I, I don't need to see it eating her I like that you still don't know Mm-hmm. what what it's going to be like but I loved so much when our boys Earl and uh Valentine got over there and um they're like digging up the sand and the lights are still on underneath the sand they see this like grill of a car yeah I great loved visual. that that was they were like where the visual. golden oldies come from Ugh. yeah just the music very playing creepy. out of the ground out of nowhere yeah very very yes. well done there's some effect- effective scares in here. Not like I, not that I was scared watching this movie, but there's some like cool visual things that they did, even though it's a silly Billy movie. Uh- Practical <laughs> effects in this movie are incredible. Yeah, they're really fun. I mean, they're not like the wormy tongues are not scary. They're silly, but I love them. I wonder who is the puppeteer who made that wormy tongue happen. If not, <laughs> was it friend, on wires? Then was there an friendship? arm? Was there an arm inside each of those tongues going like, nah, 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 nah. like <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. These are the questions that I have. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a valid question. What did IMDb trivia say? Anything? No, nothing. Um, if it said something, I sure didn't file it away as memorable. Let me the see. The tongues notes. were actually Reba McIntyre's arm. <laughs> I would believe that was her turning into a worm and being like, "Do you still love me?" Reba played the worm, but her character does not turn into the worm, and that's why we were confused when we were introducing this last episode. <laughs> oh man! So here's another thing that's going on in this movie. You know that little girl on the pogo stick? That's the little girl from Jurassic Park. I clocked it immediately. Adam was like, Did no you? way. Yeah, I saw her for one second. And I was like, that looks like the girl from Jurassic Park. And Adam was like, Laura Dern. And I was like, baby, what is it with you and ages? Of <laughs> He's struggling. I was like, Jurassic Park came out three years after this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Damn. it's her. What's her name? Child Ariana, Ariana Richards. Richards. I did not notice until I saw it on IMDb trivia. And then I was like, oh, cool. I recognized her little baby face. Um, But it's a great ensemble cast, too. I love all the family. Uh, All the family. I'm calling them the family. They're little Melvin, though. Fuck that kid. My enemy. Yeah. Melvin is the worst. Melvin is the worst. But is he like a well-known actor? Why do you ask? I don't know. I saw some call out to him in an article I read that was like, Melvin was blah, blah, blah. Oh. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, Bobby Jacoby. Lord knows. Not for me to know. Let me see. Let me click on him. For His my IMDb time. profile picture doesn't suggest. He was in the movie Pearl Harbor, um, but just as sunburnt sailor. And so that's not particularly inspiring. Um. 
He's been in lots of stuff, it looks like. Oh, he was in an episode of Boy Meets World. Well, there you go. Love That's that. it. Oh my God. He was in, oh my God, you won't believe this. Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. <laughs> I didn't know there were so five many Tremor movies. Oh my God, babe. And, and yeah, there were four sequels that all went straight to VHS. Excuse me. Three sequels and one prequel. The fourth one is a prequel. Oh. I say that like I've seen them. I haven't. And I Wait, won't. Wait, so the fourth sequel, meaning Tremors 5, was a prequel. I'm so sorry. The fourth movie is Tremors, Tremors 4, 4 is okay. the prequel. How interesting. And then Tremors 5, they were like, actually, let's go back to where we were before. That's what it seems here. It's it seems love like, that yes, creativity, love that willingness to bounce around the timeline. They have great names too. If I can find them, I'll read them to you soon, but not Please. at this time because I have not found them. At okay, this time. <laughs> Tremors. Let me see how many are on Bobby Jacoby's page. Oh, he's just in one and three, I think. Oh, but he was in the TV series. I can't believe there was a TV series. He was he was a, a good TV actor, it looks like. Um, and so was Bert, Reba's husband in the movie. Apparently, he, he was the familiar. dad on the Michael J. Fox show, Family Ties, um, I think. And that had like just finished filming right before he came over and did this movie. Unless I'm lying, and that's not true. Family Ties? No, it is. It's true. Oh, here it Michael is. Michael Gross began filming only one day after shooting the very last episode of Family Ties. Oh. Tremors 2, Aftershocks. Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. Tremors 5, Bloodlines. Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. And then the direct video prequel, Tremors 4, The Legend Begins. Huh. Wait, this Tremors a- 5, Bloodlines and Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. So were there six movies? My God, they're popping over there. Series that I'm gonna get into, you know, like I want to watch the Halloween series and more of the Friday the Thirteenth series. Did you watch the Scream series? That was like somewhat recent on MTV. I watched the first season. I watched the first episode, and I watched. Well, I won't spoil it. Spoiler alert! Bella Thorne. Turn it off now. I watched Bella Thorne die. There you go. I did the spoiler alert so I could say that. And it was cathartic. I watched Bella Thorne die. And that was filmed in the house of one of our high school friends. And it was a very strange thing to watch. It was a very strange thing to watch. But yeah, I just, I don't, I don't feel called to the television show, but I would watch Tremors a cold day in hell because that just seems really dramatic <laughs> is that like the winter in the desert is that why it's called that I don't know um but there's something about the isolation of the movie too because like it's this tiny tiny teeny tiny town there's like four structures in the whole fucking town there's 14 people and there's one road that leads there and then the fucking wormies cut the the phone line somehow too they don't they probably they don't do it on purpose I don't think they're that smart um, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they're highly intelligent life forms. We don't get to meet them in any significant way. You know, we don't get to learn about wormy tech because in my mind, they're aliens. I don't think that they are of planet Earth. What do you think? They 
kind of like referenced alien-ish stuff at some point, I think. Yeah, they do. Um, which was curious to me. I think Rhonda also says they're like prehistoric. She made something about how they're like even, they didn't have the fossils. And so that means they're even older than the fossils. Although that didn't really make sense. No, it doesn't make me. any sense. Because what she was saying, she was like, she was like hypothesizing, right? And she's like, well, like, ha- like, have they just been here for forever? And we've somehow never found out about them. And if like, even if they like predate the fossil record or whatever, like some of them are bound to have died, even if they've been yeah. along- around for one bajillion years, like th- th- they can't be eternal. If they're eternal beings, we got a whole nother problem on our hands here, baby, you know? Um, so I think that long ago, an alien laid an egg in the desert. And Uh then after 300 Mm. years, that alien egg became born. Wow. English. Um, And (laughs) then a beautiful wormy named Reba McIntyre was born. And it had three children. Reba two, Reba three, and Reba four. four. Very George Foreman style naming all the children Reba yeah Monica if you yep. don't name your fu- future child Reba <laughs> the first one's gonna be Reba you one. do that yeah Reba, nice I can't commit to that at this time but I will consider it I'll add it to my uh iPhone note that I've had since high school called baby names one of the names on that list is Amadala. so obviously I'm not choosing names from that list but I'll put Reba on it for you okay thank you really should already be on there kind of fucked up that it's not I'm so sorry it's filled up with other things like Persephone <laughs> and Eurydice I wish I was kidding I really wish I was kidding I love your commitment to the old school classical names I'm committed to giving my kid a fucked up name <laughs> and also a Star Wars name yeah I also have a baby notes name, but I also, it's like human children and animal children. And Reba mm-hmm. is on my animal children name list. For Why not pets. your human children name list? Justify yourself. I feel yourself. like a boy named Reba. Actually. You only want to have boys? Well, I only like. Uh, Girl names for boys, boy names for girls. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. I Reba's a great boy's name, I think. Well, he's just we'll worried about could Reba be a sexy boy she's just worried about naming her child Reba and setting them up for a life of being a single mom who works too hard who loves her kids and never stops you know like it's a good life but it's a difficult life you know but here's the thing too my dad is a ginger or was a ginger he's had white hair since I hit puberty um and almost every single member of so my mom's one of five and she was the only blonde one of the five siblings and the other four had red hair. So there's a huge possibility that I could have a redheaded child named Reba. <laughs> Will you commit at this time to whichever baby pops out first with red hair naming it Reba? No, because I was born with red hair. Denise! I was born with red hair and it immediately turned blonde. So really, I also was born with red hair and then had blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> We can love Reba, but not set up our children to live in her shadow. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> if you love her so much, why won't you name your firstborn child Reba? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if we all named our firstborn child Reba and whoever in, in the order, it goes Reba one, two, and fight. three. 
Oh God! Should I ever have I a child? Have a child. I should. I should yeah. not have a child because I just said we should name all of our Make children. Them fight. That's what you said. <sighs> it's the margarita talking. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the margarita talking. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> wow, this is a special episode. This is a special episode. The title of our episode: the Margarita. margarita. <laughs> Reba McIntyre, contact us. We have a great bar name. Reba, if you want what Jimmy Buffett has, get in touch. Seriously, like, like Guy Fieri has has 40,000 restaurants of different names and and, and none of those names are as good (laughs) as Margarita, okay? Wasted away in Margaritaville. <laughs> That's what I would like that song if those were the words. Anyway, all right. What about this movie? There's other people in this movie. Um, there's Walter. Which one is he Walter is again? He's, He's the guy the who owns the store. store uh, he owns the store, and he really, 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 really wants to name the worm a graboid which is like a bad name i'm so sorry like i love walter i love his vibe but i don't like the name okay <laughs> he i think he successfully did it though because on like imdb trivia and stuff that's yeah that's how they're all referenced the graboids well he's an influential man and then also probably because he died they're like as because he died as a tribute to him we'll name this worm this stupid fucking name <laughs> his death was the most brutal I think because he was like actually a character that was part of the crew as opposed to all of these like one-off outliers and also because he got like eaten by the worm you know that sucks yeah I feel although I did like the Fred reveal when they pull off the hat and then his face is just like oh that was a great moment sad to see all those sheepies go Uh, yeah but also another ripped into pieces yeah Great anticipation though, and anxiety where the sheepies are running all around the pen and you're like, sheepies, relax, sheepies, relax. Well, they had great reason to be very upset. Um, I would also say that I expected a lot more people to die. I did not care when I think, no, it wasn't Bert. It wasn't Bert who died. Not Miguel. Miguel survived. Nestor? Nestor. Nestor. I didn't care about him at all. Was he Melvin's dad? I don't think we meet Melvin's parents. And I don't know where they are because Melvin this is a very parents? small town. Yeah. But um, they are referenced purely through the population number of 14, which IMDb trivia suggests does not include the doctor and his wife because they had just moved to town and were still building their home. And so they were probably not included in the census and the sign um and so those mystery two are presumably melvin's parents and somebody on imdb trivia was like they're probably what did they say they're like they're in vegas um which i don't i think they're just making a guess um but it said though they are never mentioned or appear it is thought that melvin's parents spend most of their time in las vegas and left him behind and i wonder if there's more to that lore in the other movies 
um you can't bring Trevor's a three, shit kid like that to vegas it will ruin your game you know as bad throw luck. up the vibes yeah it will ruin the vibe you won't get into any clubs with a shit kid like melvin mm-hmm. <laughs> so i get it so i really get it um yeah i really miss the whole thing that the couple were like a doctor and his wife i miss that completely I keep being like, who the fuck are you talking about? But I've got Mm. it. I've got it now. We're right there. Um, I mean, we've talked about, we've talked about Reba. We we're going to keep talking about Reba, but let's talk about Reba's character, Heather and her husband, Bert. And like, we are not a pro gun podcast necessarily, but yeah, (laughs) I just said as a podcast. Okay. (laughs) We haven't decided as a person, on it. You do what you want, Sydney. I know as Here's a podcast, but as a unit, y'all just aren't far left enough, quite frankly. Because <laughs> you go you can... far left enough, you get your guns back, baby. Oh my sure, god! Sure, sure, sure. But anyway, all that to say, Heather and Bert have enough guns for the rest of us, and they have <laughs> an elephant gun. gun. That I to me, it. I didn't like because that implies that you would shoot an elephant and nobody should. Sometimes you'll well, just shoot it just for fun. They were worried that an elephant that's a They were worried about World War Three, is what they kept talking about. Have you heard about that elephant who hated that lady and then he <laughs> killed her and then he killed the town, you know? Like, what if they <laughs> accidentally pissed off an elephant and it came to spite them? Not to then say they the elephant didn't get. have every right to do what it did. But like, you know, we also love Reba, you know, so it's a hard thing. It's a real toss up right there. Reba would never betray an elephant. Elephant versus Reba. What if there was a misunderstanding or what if the elephant only saw a redheaded woman from the back and thought that he'd found that same redheaded woman, but then he came upon Reba first when you want her to be prepared. This is a moral quandary I'll have to consider at greater length later on. I would rather her have a stun elephant gun, you know, because those for sure exist. So. <laughs> um, but if they do, there's an option there. But it's it's just there's she would sing to... and soothe the elephant, I think. Oh, you're so right. The power of her voice is power than any <laughs> more powerful than any gun. You are so right. You're so right. How stupid could I be? She just turned around and she's like, I'm a single mom who works too hard. I love my kids and I never stop. And the elephant would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. And it, w- it would never come to arms. Thank you, Chelsea, for that. Um, that said <laughs> their name, the, the, the vanity plate that they have on their car is like Uzi baby or something like that. <laughs> what if, what was it? They uh, love little Uzi. Uzi. Yeah. Little yeah. Uzi Vert. Little Uzi Vert. So cute. <laughs> it's so yeah, cute they, that little Uzi Vert got his name from <laughs> Tremors 1990. Yes. That would be incredible. their name. Little Uzi Vert non-binary. Oh, non-binary king. Fuck yeah. Non-binary royalty? (laughs) What is? Non-binary icon. There we go. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, Bert, we love Bert too. Um, But it's hard to be Bert when Reba's right there. Like it's easy to forget about him, even though he's very funny. But let's get into the lore of this movie and the actual rules of the game, because I thought that that was really fun too. Um, I loved that, like, 
the first worm that they come across after the whole pole vaulting scene because they pole vault. We've already been over it. They pull. I love the pole vaulting um, scene. I love that. Like early on, they kill one of them. Like usually, I don't love a monster reveal, but I think that this one's so silly looking that it's very fun that we get to see the whole thing at the beginning, and then also come to the realization that like you thought that shit was hard. There's three more of them, baby, or four more of them. How many are there? Five. Four, four total. Four total. So four they total. killed the first one, and then there's three more. A lot. It's a lot. There's a lot. Um, also, as a California girly, um, we love the seismic readings. We love mm-hmm. using earthquake tech to figure out that there's big wormies attacking the town. Very cute. Very fun. Um, Ron is so smart. He's so smart. And I used to have her same haircut. And so I respect her. <laughs> she's a cutie. I like her a lot. Yeah, she's really cute. She's really cute. Um. Like it's like I get what you're saying. The the three the three T O T three. They're a great, a great team. The three of them are on the poster. I just think like we could have something special here if more people would embrace an OT three. I agree. I also like in this movie, I like that the the worm can't see and so the sound is, is such a thing. And and Adam and I were talking about this when we were watching it this last time and we we're like this movie paved the way for a quiet place and bird box okay mm. there could be no quiet place there could be no bird box without tremors okay so think about that before you say anything ever again just okay in general thinking <laughs> okay good thank you um and also i don't i don't know what else i was gonna say oh i like that it learns and it adapts and it destroys the foundation of every home in this small town. <laughs> like it's too smart. That's why it's, I know it's an alien. Okay. It's, it's truly wild that it like waited for them and they had to like, that it dug a trap, shovel, right? Like, or yeah, they were on the rock and they were like, is it gone? And it was just like laying in wait. And they were like, that's why Edgar never came down. So spooky, scary. Yeah, that was really good callback. What is the IQ back. of this worm? How many brains does it have? Because don't earthworms have like a lot of brains? Do or am I? I just making that up? Or is it it's a lot of about, hearts? Do they have that as well? I think so. I like don't know enough about well, worms. And earthworm I bodies. Earthworm <laughs> autopsy. Earthworm. <laughs> Anatomy. Report back. This is now a science podcast. And we're it's always been you. a science podcast. Yeah, this we're women reviewed. We're women and women. Stem, and okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, I really want to know now. Five oh, hearts coming. That's a lot. Either have five hearts or no heart at all. <gasps> Sad. <laughs> What animal has the weirdest heart? Atlas Obscura. <laughs> that is the article that came up. It's the I worm. love Atlas Obscura. Yeah, I love this. Cool. Earthworms can have five, ten, or zero hearts. So it really just depends. So do we think these, how many do these, if a teeny tiny little earthworm can have up to ten hearts, how many do these giant worms have? Well, each tongue has ten. 
how many tongues, maybe at least six tongues. I can't do that kind of math right now. It's too much. It felt like three-ish tongues per graboid. I feel like maybe, right? It looked like three near the end, but maybe that was just those three. And we know some of them lost their tongues. Terrible. Sad. Sad for those graboids. Sad for those I'm embracing the term graboids personally. I don't mind it. It's fine. I mean, like I would have tried to like graboid is just, it has nothing to do with worm. You could have been like squirmy, squirmy, wormy, something, something with that wormy in like alien with worm. That's terrible. It's bad. I'm spitballing and they're all bad. So graboid is actually way better. Only way to go. I prefer squirmy wormy, but also it's just like a like cute little diminutive to make them seem less scary. What's the name of the worm in SpongeBob that also has the tongue that they think is the monster the at first, but then it's just worm. the tongue? Yeah. They should have named it the Alaskan bull. <laughs> is okay. Haven't they is seen that SpongeBob of SpongeBob uh, a clear reference to Tremors? <laughs> I think it actually is. Tremors had the gift of prophecy to predict that episode of Spongebob perhaps also I know that the people who wrote Spongebob watched Tremors that makes total sense to me it does it makes perfect sense I actually met the guy who is Spongebob's voice and Adam still hasn't watched the show to make up for that fact that's so fucking rude of him class with me so alas Adam I Adam now has my Paramount Plus log in so he can watch spongebob ad free and i Homework. fully expect him to do it so adam if you're listening we're just gonna you until you watch SpongeBob. i'll corner him i'll corner him at least and- the alaskan bullworm episode for the sake of this podcast episode for reba do it if you won't do it for me won't you do it for reba Oh man. Okay. All right. What else should we talk about here? There's a lot to discuss. There's a lot to discuss. I love, I love the pogo six scene. I love that mm-hmm. scene so much. Cause like we love a girl with a hobby. I could never, it couldn't be me on a pogo stick. I'll tell you that right now. Don't have the center of balance would die immediately, but let's talk about how mom was like, yeah, we're in here. We're talking about this worm that lives in the ground and it comes up and it eats everybody. But I'm just going to, I have no idea where my child is. You know what I mean? She's I was like, chilling. Mom. She's out and about. I mean, Melvin's it's like, only oh, a she's town fine. of 14. How, how far can she go? What trouble can she really get into besides almost getting eat, eaten? What I mean, music? That's the biggest compelling. thing. What? Here's what I don't really understand, though. Um, and maybe it's because I'm no civil engineer, structural engineer. Um. But how come it ran into that concrete ditch and went bonk and totally died, but then it can like rip through the foundations of a house and stuff like that? I think like if it's like prepared to use its big noggin to do a big bonk, you know, that's one thing. Mm. If it like braces it's nudging itself it. for impact. Yeah, but I think it couldn't see. And it was also going really, really fast that other time. It was probably going full speed and like had no idea because it's the same color as the the dirt or whatever that fancy word was that our girl Rhonda used to describe it. Um, that was a really funny part when she was like, oh, 
he moves very quickly through the insert fancy word here or whatever it was he didn't even say topsoil is way fancier than that and i was like girl these people aren't gonna know what you're talking about oh yeah she was being a grad school geologist what did she say she is seismologist i forget but she knows combination of the not my business to know yeah but I, yeah, I love that part where like Kevin Bacon just like fucking eats himself and saves them and they, it pulls the pogo stick down into the ground and spits it back out again. It's amazing. Uh-huh. There's been all these references in the articles I read about how this movie is directly inspired by Jaws. And yeah, we planned that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a reference. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is really interesting that we did this and Jaws considering what's up next on our docket, but no spoilers. That's literally exactly what I was going to say. Like, this is actually all a through line to our next film that we will not reveal at this time, but you (laughs) can probably guess. Yeah, wait like 20 minutes. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hold on. Um, But yeah, I just, I loved all the scenes like with them up on the roof trying to escape. I also love that Melvin's a fucking little baby ass bitch and he's fucking with everyone and then he gets almost got right then and there so I was like okay Melvin, now you learn to not be a stupid little ass no he never learns okay that's true but at least he got scared (laughs) Uh, I I really thought that more people would die I really kind of wanted more people to die like I don't want a child to die but like Melvin could have died he could have gone. Um, maybe His he gets redeemed and daddy, in Tremors three. Don't even care about him, you know. <laughs> Do you think he does? Do you think he has a redemption arc and is actually helpful in Tremors three? Actually, I could literally, I could literally never guess where the rest of these movies go. Like, I could <laughs> never fucking guess where the rest of these movies go. <laughs> Honestly, shocked to see so many characters are still alive in so many of the sequels. Um, you'd think at some point they would be like, they got to get got. Um, but this seems to be a franchise that loves to keep people alive. And honestly, that is kind of fun in its own way. I want to talk about the cat and not like the adorable animal because there is no cat. Not like a little cutie. In this I, like, I want to talk about machinery. <laughs> There's like, we love tractor trailers. Also, one thing that I That's do. That's my impression of somebody who loves tractor trailers. To- to mention like throughout this movie that I love is how Valentine and Earl like settle everything with rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah. I really thought that there was going to be a running gig where he does paper to Earl's scissors every single time, but it's so just twice. So it's just twice. Did I, I was like, Valentine, are you just going to fuck this shit every time? But then he, you know, that, um, Brooklyn nine, nine joke where it's like, you always do scissors or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, that's probably I why I thought be, that. Yeah. Now they changed it up exactly one time, um, which is interesting to me that they kept it the same twice. But... I love that though, because I love settling major arguments with rock, paper, scissors, quite frankly. <laughs> it's the only diplomatic way. Okay, Ooh, I'll rock, paper, more. scissors you for your child's name. Okay. Wait, hold on. Wait. Do you do shoot rock, or paper, no scissors, shoot? shoot? <laughs> Yeah, I do shoot. I do shoot. Okay, good. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Wait, no, we're. 
<laughs> your child is Reba now. You were like Dear God. seconds behind me. Like there was such Not a for lag. me, maybe for you with the delay, but for me, we did it at exactly the same time. Did we? Monica, oh, no. Monica weigh in. It was delayed Monica. for me. Who was delayed for you? I don't care to comment on this. <gasps> I cannot be involved in this. Monica, drama. I'll rock, paper, scissors you to weigh in on this. <laughs> no. No. I abstain. I abstain. I cannot be rock, nor can I be scissors. Okay, nor Damien, I'll can rock, I be paper, scissors. scissors you to see who's right. Back to no. big machinery. <laughs> Back to the machines. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the machine thing, I was like, what's what is going on? <laughs> I got that they were like, they these worms won't be able to destroy like a 30 ton thing of machine, but like they were able to destroy a house, you know, like, uh-huh. so like logistically, house, I don't know. What do we think the, like, how much do we think these worms can lift? You know, like if they were gym bros, what do you think their PR is? I think it's maybe because um, the tires are like with the tread that goes all the way around the multiple, like a conveyor belt tire. Do you know what I mean? And so if you're making one hole underneath it, it's just not going to sink it the same way because the weight is so distributed Mm. throughout the whole bottom of the And that's why they got absolutely rocked the second they stopped. Yeah. Um, cause then it could start to like zip away at it. Um, and that's why the trench worked so well, because the second that the weight is like not evenly distributed in the front in particular with the, like the, the shovel part of it in the front, it's kind of front heavy, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm also just a humble podcaster, so I, yeah, I literally no clue. I have no idea. <laughs> we are it's women like in the stem, guys. Kind we of. should be able to figure it's... this out. <laughs> I was like, sure, okay, they're using the cat. That yes, uh huh, okay, good. And it like has this giant like bed that they're dragging along behind it. Um, I don't know. It seemed like fine to me, except it does seem like the worms have some ability to go above ground. And I don't know why the tongues would not be able to like kind of make the leap from there. Do you know what I mean? Movie magic. They said, this is how it works. Believe us. And I went, okay. I didn't question it when I was watching the movie. They seem to know what they're talking about in regards to these worms. They're like, you know what? They're on their way to save a single mom who works too hard, yeah. who loves her kids and never stops, you know? And we can't get in between that, you know? My real question was like, how much gas is in this machine that seems to not get used very often? But then, then they were like, it's only nine miles to the mountain. And I was like, nine miles is not that far. That's probably not that much gas. So that's probably fine. So, you know, I have the memory of a fish and Uh I watched this on Monday and it is now Thursday. And so I don't remember how all the rest of the worms died. (laughs) Okay. So the one got bonked. One gets bonked. I remember the big bonk. Um, The second one, Bert and Heather, my girl Reba, basically shoot 
until it dies especially getting it like in the throat with the elephant gun um there's that one that they explode with the bomb by like going fishing um when they're out in the rock after the cat gets sabotaged yeah and then the last one they try to do the bomb trick again and it goes hey i learned from my friend's death and i will avenge him (laughs) um but then they do a little callback to the opening scene where Val made his little um, stampede joke to Earl and he like sees the edge of the cliff and he's like, we can do this. It just came to be spontaneously this moment. And they like lure it to the edge basically. And then it bursts through the other side of the cliff and falls to its death. And it explodes and its blood is like orange and it looks kind of like vodka sauce. Ew, don't say that because I like vodka sauce a lot. I like vodka sauce too. I like the... And I was like, oh, I love vodka sauce. Speaking <laughs> of oh, orange gross. blood, I yeah. love yeah. Speaking of orange yeah. blood. Yeah. I love the scene where like the construction workers are like jackhammering and he like hits the worm and like the worm like blood starts bubbling. The goo. Up. And then it, the jackhammer just like starts like being dragged across the desert. <laughs> Poor mine. They do such a good intro to the worms, you know, Mm -hmm. like all of those early deaths, like they build suspense, they build whatever, you know, if it had been a legitimately scary horror movie, you know, they could have had some really fun ideas with it, but it's a horror comedy. So you're still laughing the whole time. That's my favorite. I don't think monster movies should be that scary. You know what I mean? I think monster movies should be a little fun and goofy. I, I agree and I disagree. I think that if it's done really well, like Cloverfield, uh, every have a, this will be two episodes in a row that I reference Cloverfield. Uh, Look, legitimately like we scary. This sure, sure. fall, we're gonna cover it anyway. Um, we don't have to if if I don't if I get vetoed, I get vetoed. But anyway, we're talking about tremors. I don't know. I think this movie is just a fucking ton of fun, and I guess yeah. that brings us to. I mean, what are, do we have, we have anything else we want to talk about before the segmentos? The segmentos? Um, I, I think that while I was a little worried about Heather and Bert because they are, they've got some vibes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they sure do have some vibes, but ultimately it was about the strength of community and everybody coming and working together, which I thought was great because so often in horror movies, we see how that like doesn't work for people. You know what I mean? And we've talked mm-hmm. about that a lot. And the way that that so often works against people in horror movies when they have an individualist mindset. I liked that while they initially had an individualist mindset and they were like, we're preppers and we're off grid and we're just doing us, that they were like, but we're part of the community and that's important and we're all sharesies and blah, blah. I liked that, that that was what we was. I just wanted to say that. Okay, that but my vibe. started out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say my vibe for Bert and Heather, though are they like threesomes and they rotate they're 100 your vibes we noticed you from across the bar yes yes yes. but they'll do like male male female but they'll also do like male female female like they're not picky about who their third is Mm, i love that i feel like reba would be the conductor oh reba's in charge participate as well but yeah if there was one person in charge directing it would be reba yes 
Okay, so like, hear me out. And this is a little uh-huh. bit of a stretch, but I feel like their vibe as a couple is like, I'm a single mom of many guns who works too hard, who loves her kids, the many guns and never stops. But at the end, they learn it takes a village. You know? I'm so sorry. <laughs> really kind of forcing that one through. <laughs> Their vibe as two separate people is one single mom. <laughs> I just want to bring up the song as much as possible. <laughs> the moment of silence. <laughs> With the you gentle hands and the heart of a fighter. <laughs> but she deserves as many mentions as she gets so I mean in the end she is a survivor so she in is this a survivor film, and so. she did and I'm so glad she survived can you imagine if they killed Reba off if Reba died I would die too <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I guess that brings us to our segments <laughs> well the first question that we always ask is how could this movie be gayer? And the thing is it was written to be a canonically gay film between Earl and Valentine and they just ramshackled in our girl Rhonda's love story but I respect Chelsea's OT3 my pitch yeah I I respect it and I like it because I like her a lot her character is crucial to the whole story and honestly I liked her chemistry with Earl more initially they had to sell me on her with Val um but I feel like Earl really respected her from the get and I liked that Earl was trying to wingman for Val and I think it can all be all of them together and I think that is what it should be it's because Valentine's a boy and Rhonda's looking for a man and Earl is that man you know what I mean yeah but sometimes you want a hot young thing you know so she gets both and good for her she deserves it she's smart and she knows about seismic activity (laughs) somebody's Um, got to the big one's coming honey i think the worms are non-binary icons quite frankly (laughs) okay okay very fair i also think that there might be some sort of like polyamory between the worms Wow. Mm. that's why they were so determined to kill them after that first one got got because they were avenging their it's a polycule I think that that was very apparent in the text yeah yeah it could also be like I love a little asexual um reproduction for an alien an underground species you know what I mean so it could also just be like polycule commune vibes in like that sense as well, um, where they're all life partners, but like, you know, they're also individuals and it's just that kind of relationship. Um, so I could see them, whatever dynamics they choose, I think are queer. Yeah, I agree. They're the also, we don't know how the tongues work and they could all be sentient themselves. So there's something mm-hmm. to be said there as well, you know? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful species, okay? And also, as Sydney just discussed, Bert and Heather are out here having queer threesomes as well. Exactly. Can you have a straight threesome? Question. Something to think about. Something to think about. (laughs) I guess one person (laughs) in the threesome. You could have straight vibes in a threesome, but how heinous is that? I, my brain was like, 
You're like, could you have a straight threesome? And I was like, yeah, if there are three girls. And then I was like, what? That's as straight as it gets. <laughs> Please help me. Okay. Anyway, everything is going well. It's fine. We're moving on. Where would Matthew Lillard be? I'm on the definition of straight from now on. <laughs> if there's three girls, two of them cancel each other out. You have I was like, yeah, them. it's straightly not complicated because there's three women. <laughs> Okay, but Matthew Lillard, I hate to say this, but he could have been Melvin. Yeah, he could have. He would have been funny as Melvin, you know? And he would I have hate- been a little old, but I could also buy Melvin as a 20-year-old slacker. You know what I mean? Like, that vibe would work for him as well. Right. So. No one knows what uh, Nestor, what was that his name? Nestor? Did I make that up? No, that's... Yeah, Nestor was the he- guy who got pulled... Who was yeah. on the ceiling in the house? Esther could have been any age. We didn't need him to be the age that he was. And I think that they would, I wouldn't have forgotten that he existed if it had been Matthew Lillard playing him. So Matthew Lillard, I think, also could have been one of the construction workers. Did you know that there were apparently an implied two construction workers in addition to the two that we saw that died? No. Where? Yeah, the IMDb body count for this movie is like, there's an implied two more who like went out to check when they couldn't get in contact with those construction workers. And we see like their helmets. Those are supposed to be their helmets. Unless somebody was lying on IMDb, which is also possible. Oh. Um, but I yeah, that was there's the an one implied. Other... That's that what I thought. One of the two. I didn't question yeah. it. But seems, They're asking seems... us for too much. <laughs> They're asking us to bring a lot of critical thinking to this movie. And for a giant worm movie, I just don't think that's For Tremors 1990, how dare you? <laughs> mm-hmm. I certainly did not bring that much thought power to this viewing or this episode. So how dare they expect that from me? <laughs> it's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask. The next question is, who is the dumb bitch? And it's hard in this movie when everyone is innocent, including the Wormies. They're just living their lives. Yeah, I think Melvin is a good, because he just keeps, he's really boy who cried wolfing it. You know what I mean? And he's really lucky that they still come every single time. Seriously. Like, why would they? Because he's like, not even fun. And they're not his mommy and daddy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I do want to give one um, anti-dumb bitch award to Bert because there was a piece of IMDb trivia that made me laugh about when um, they have to run from the cat to the boulders and Melvin's like, I'm not going out there. So Bert is like, take this gun. And then it's like an empty gun. Um, but then when Melvin gives the gun back to him afterwards, apparently he like checks the chamber again or whatever. And so somebody on IMDb trivia was like, he's a responsible gun owner. Oh, it's treating every gun like it's loaded, even when he knows it's not. And I was like, okay, points, points for Bert. Okay. That's fair. Anti, anti-dumb bitch. Yeah. Anti-dumb bitch. I would say that he's anti-dumb bitch just for like not letting Melvin have a loaded firearm, no matter how much danger he's yes. in. Cause that kid's a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's also a compelling point. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. Melvin dumb bitch for sure. Sorry, baby. Maybe you re- have redemption arc in Tremors 3. Oh, the doctor could be a little bit of a nominee as well. When he refuses to stop investigating the generator um mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because that was a little avoidable. Not super avoidable because we saw the wife got got anyway, even though she like ran to the car. But he didn't do himself favors. I thought she was very smart, though, trying to give him the two by four, which would also have helped distribute his weight across the hole. Um, But then it sure snapped right in half. So that was a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But also I'm like your first thought when like where's the generator isn't big wormy. in the ground eating us but when you see that the cord is like totally cut and frayed I was all the way down in the ground yeah right I would have some questions that would not be answered by sticking around to find out agree um okay but I think Melvin still takes the cake here yeah Melvin that boy do be sucky um all right that brings us to our knives out of fives and so, um, as we said before, I know this had a bad initial reaction. So what did the critics say? What do we have? It got a pretty good reception, actually. Oh, good. Um, yeah. On IMDb, it has a 7.1 out of 10. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 87% fresh from critics and 75% fresh from audiences. Awesome. So, like, is it rave reviews? No, but it's, like, really pretty positive, generally speaking. And even Kevin Bacon came around on this. He said um, while he was like pretty depressed around the time that the movie came out and he was like really shitting on it for a long time. um, Eventually he got around to it and he says he doesn't usually watch his movies, but Tremor he's seen like a dozen times minimum. And he said he had the most fun filming it and was like always trying to recapture that vibe afterwards. I mean, he also finished filming on like the day that his first son was born. So that's kind of fun. Damn. How old is he? He looks so young. Kira Sedgwick, husband age. I like him and Kira Sedgwick. I think they're a cute couple. I saw them on TikTok recently doing a little song. I love that. I love that for them. Um, Yeah, I mean, I made sure I I want us to do this movie because it is such a blast. Um, I wish that I had given this more of a ritualistic viewing this week because I just had a lot going on. I wish I could have given it my full attention because I know it deserves it. So this time around, I didn't feel as strongly as I did in previous watchings, but I know how I felt the first time. You know what I mean? Um, it's not a perfect movie, but there it's easy to do the like horror comedy in a really fucking stupid way, you know, and it and it doesn't hit and like it's too stupid and it's not that scary. This one's definitely not that scary. It's mostly just silly. Some would call it action more than they would call it, you know, horror. But like, I just think it's it's really sweet. I think that the comedy is really fun. I think it's a fucking baller cast. I think it's a really good idea. Um, we love the idea of a land shark, which is what apparently they were thinking about calling this. That's terrible. Um, thank God name. they didn't. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to give it a five out of five because it's not perfect, but it's definitely a 4.8 for me. So I, I, I respect this silly, silly fun it is not perfect, but I'm so fucking glad it exists. I'll give this a four out of five because this is, this movie is always a fan favorite. Like it's a classic. I 
on my be real uh posted that I was watching it and like one of my friends were like oh my god I love that movie and my boss was like it's one of my favorite movies to watch with my four young children and over Christmas I remembered um I was staying with one of my best friends we've been friends since we were like 12 and she has an 11 year old and we were like what fun movie can we watch all together and we were like tremors (laughs) you ain't wrong and so it's just like a fun movie that you can watch as a group and every single person is going to have a great time. Like nobody's going to say no to Tremors. I had never seen it before, but I thought it was very fun and cute. And considering how many people make it to the end, I feel like it could have been one of those movies that they put on like at the dentist when you're a little kid so that you stay entertained. You know what I mean? And I think that would have good vibes um to me that's like 4.5 knives out of fives um I just thought it was I thought it was fun I thought it was a good time I would watch it again for sure um will I watch it again that's a different question because I'm not really much of a rewatcher. um but I thought I you know like if there was a big movie screening in a in one of those outdoor movie nights or whatever oh my and you god like, this that's go. I'd be like oh yeah Imagine if they did one like out in the desert. Ooh. If they did like one so in Joshua good. Tree or something. I've been to they filmed this whole movie in Lone Pine and I've been out to Lone Pine and I've been to the Western Film History Museum in Lone Pine and I saw well, but I hadn't seen Tremors yet at the time so perhaps there was mention I overlooked. Um but if they did a movie screening in Lone Pine out in the desert, I'd go. I'd go with you. Road trip. so that that brings us to a close on tremors and thank god thank you kevin bacon does this give us get us any closer to that kevin bacon six degrees thing no probably not um kevin bacon if you'd like to be our friend oh also this is kevin bacon come on the pod (gasps) kevin bacon Bacon, bring reba Reba. and timely that we're doing a kevin bacon movie right now because isn't he in they them he is in they then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he sure he's, is. He's in they then. And that movie just came out and we want to see it. So we're excited about it. So they slash them. Excuse me. The whole point is the slash. That's the whole thing. Oh, is clever. it? That's the whole thing. They slash them. It's supposed to be like slash like slasher. They uh, slash them. That's them. funny. That's yeah, funny. Uh, it's funny. Me. I know. Ah, I need to watch it, but I don't have Peacock. <laughs> I do. Slide so into our DMs and give me pe- uh, Peacock your login. login. Yeah. Give me your login. Slide into your Peacock. DMs. Give me your credit card information. I'll I would never ask for your share. credit card information, I but would. I will ask for your I Peacock will. login. <laughs> if they want to give it, who am I to not ask for it? I will always take your money, please. We'll make it easier by giving, like, doing merch or something like that instead of just, like, straight out extortion or something. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Tremors it's and they slash them. ask politely. That's fine. <laughs> if you're giving it freely, then I guess it's up to you. But, like, what a choice. <laughs> Don't trust us. <laughs> I'm uh, so trustworthy. She says menacingly. Um, Chelsea, do you want to introduce next week's movie? <laughs> no, Sydney's introducing next week's. Wait, no, I'm no, introducing. You're, you're right. introducing next second. week's movie. I'm so sorry. I got. You're right. 
my brain skipped to the one after that already, which is FD4. If you are following our final destination summer schedule, you just skipped another that. one. Yeah. Oh That's my two god! Them now the way oh. I was like, it's the end of August already. Um, she lives sure in the future. Like we're all I way love behind. To think ahead. <laughs> um, another yep, another SpongeBob reference. Um, next week is not Final Destination Summer. It just was Final Destination Summer. Literally um, last week. <laughs> literally, I was so ready to continue. Um, that's okay. Next week, what we're doing is a new release that we hinted at earlier. It came out pretty recently. Monica and I have seen it already. I'm so excited for Sydney to see it and to hear what she thinks, but it is Jordan Peele's Nope. Um, it's a great in theater experience. Try and see it in theaters if you can, because I don't think it'll hit the same on a small screen. Um, totally agree. Try to see it in the front row of the theater. That's what we did. Very immersive experience. I will not really be felt doing like you that. were right there. It Sydney, was a fitting for the it. film. If you've seen it, then you know. If you haven't seen it, then never mind. Um, and go see it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's we had a blast. Um, I've been seeing a lot of really positive reviews, but you know, I did talk to two people who didn't like it that much. So, you know, take your own opinion, take your own opinion, go see it. We're going to do Nope next week, but in between then and now there's so much time for you to write us a haiku review. Haiku review. Haiku review. Um, it just sounds really good. We have a little song for it now that you just heard. It's an original. We just wrote it ourselves. Oh, it was really beautiful. I um, forgot also- to share the haiku review inspiration this past Tuesday. Somebody remind me the Tuesday that you're listening to this to post it on our stories, and I will. I'll I'll do my very darndest best. But yeah, for a listener, a should you feel so compelled? It's a great opportunity to to write something short, something sweet, something with a certain amount of syllables, five, seven, five, um, about us and and then give us five stars. You know, there's a lot to be said about Kevin Bacon. There's a lot to be said about Fred Ward. You know, do a little tribute to him. You know, he deserves it. Think about it. And also, why not follow us on social media at Spooky underscore Tuesday on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Spooky Tuesday Pod on Facebook and Tumblr and at Spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd. And don't you forget about our beautiful YouTube video with Christian Brune. Man, it's great. And he's got a movie coming out soon. The trailer dropped. Can't remember the name of the movie right now, but he plays a wonderful part in it where he was almost killed by a bear. And you can hear about that in our episode with him from several months back so wow you got a lot of (laughs) options there's so much content hours and hours of it subscribe like and subscribe thanks for listening (laughs) bye spooky well i guess we don't get to make fun of Bert's lifestyle anymore huh spooky tuesday was created by monica height sydney thompson and chelsea duff and edited by sydney thompson Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG.